0: what's your story? This is Success Stories with Kendra Hall, where inspirational people come to tell their story so that you can write your own.
1: Here's Kendra. The topic this week is, well, change in a way. I have some big changes coming in my life and in the life of this show. And while change is always scary and sometimes a little sad, It's exciting too. And I'm very excited to talk about some next big chapters. My guest this week is Madison Piper. And starting in October, I will be handing the baton off to her as the host of this show. I'm excited for you all to get to know her and, and love her the way that I do. She is the perfect person to take success stories into its next journey. And I'm excited to talk about where I'm going from here. So let's get into it. Madison Piper, welcome to success. We are so excited to hear your stories. Thank you, Kendra. I'm so excited to be here. You know, with all the—I I don't know about you, but I feel like the past eighteen months—I mean, who's who can even count how many months have, it's been—have been so filled with change and um, rediscovering ourselves and who we are and and what we're really meant to be doing. And and as I have, I you know, I came to this podcast and even this role at Success at the very beginning of the pandemic. April uh, 2020, and now to have seen this podcast come all the way through, we're over a year later uh, when it first came to me that you would perhaps be taking it over, I couldn't have been more excited. You are such an exceptional woman. You are so uh, in tuned with stories and sharing them and such a great steward of success and its message that I was just thrilled to think that that it would I could hand it past the torch to you, Madison. So just so you know, I'm I'm very I'm excited and I'm honored that you will be taking this message forward.
0: Thank you so much, Kendra. And it really means a lot that you, you're you trusting this podcast to be in my hands. I couldn't be more excited. I remember when you launched it, I believe it was last August in 2020, yep. and we've come such a long way since then. And I know people really enjoy it, and I'm just so grateful that you're putting it in my hands, and I can't wait to see what we can do with it from here.
1: I know you'll be great. And I thought it would, you know, because you build relationships with podcast hosts as you've listened to them episode after episode for, for more than a year. And I really wanted to give the listeners this opportunity since you'll be taking over in just a few short weeks to get to know You like who is Madison? Um, now I know that from you know a title perspective or the roles that you've had at success, you've worn a lot of hats. Those hats continue to change, as I said. Everybody's we're all in a lot of change right now. You are the multimedia content uh, creator for success, you're currently the host of the success room with Rory. But I want to know, uh, Madison, how did you, how, well, when. And how did you come to success in the first place? Oh, wow, Kendra, that's a loaded question. So let me see where we should start. Um,
0: I came to success, I was pretty young, and I had a passion for storytelling and and creative storytelling and journalism, but I also had a passion for personal development and um, just like self-help, self-care in that realm of things. And I remember looking around, being young, just kind of doing that Google search of, of jobs. Right. And success just popped up and I was reading the description going, Oh my God, I think this is, this is me like in a description, this is me. Like, I think I would actually be perfect for this. And so I reached out, I filled everything out. And then before I knew it, I was working at success. I was going into the office every day. Um, personal development became part of my, not just my personal daily routine, but of my career. And ever since then, I've just grown from there and really fallen in love with the
1: industry. Wow. So how long ago, how long have you been with Success Madison? I have been here about two and a half years and loving it every day. I love that. And So I I think it's important to point out here that we think that it has to be something big or grand or some huge event that brings us to a role or a career or a path. But for you, it was a Google search. Like that is, so do you remember that first day going in to the office? What did that, what did that feel like?
0: I felt so like at home, honestly. I remember going in and then they had these big magazines up on the wall and it just was like a little overwhelming at first, but I knew that's where I was supposed to be. Um, And I just remember meeting everybody on our team. We've got such a great team here at Success. And um, every day, you know, there's new opportunities that have presented themselves. And Success is really a or, or an organization or a company that allows you to grow in the ways that you really want to grow. Um, we really practice what we preach, if you will, and so it's brought me here. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited about it. And yeah,
1: had personal development been a part of your life before taking that position was it because I think back to I think back to my first job now it wasn't with success but my first job with a company where personal development was an extremely important part of the business it wasn't just sales it wasn't just marketing it wasn't just knowing a product uh, they were really it was really important that I myself as the internal team we had reps in the field that they were constantly building themselves. Uh, and it had been like one of my first times realizing that that inner work is as important as any, uh, career developments, uh, skill development that you could have. It, was that, was that something you'd been exposed to previously in your life or was success the first exposure to it? Okay. So I think I thought
0: I had been exposed. If that mm. makes sense. I think yeah. I thought I had. I'd always believed in creating your own opportunities and I really sought out books and articles and podcasts and just courses on how to go about that, how to create your own opportunities in life and build the career and the life that you want. Um but that being said, I don't think I was exposed to the uh what's a good word? I don't think I was exposed to As much as I thought I was at the time, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. success has really opened my eyes to what personal development really is. So at the time I had a book and I was listening to a podcast and I was like, I'm really going about this the right way. Right. But now I have I have really um, dove into that personal development world as opposed to where I thought I was before.
1: And the more I think about it, now that I I feel like I actually kind of lied to you and to the listeners in a way right there, because if I were to think back, the first time I really heard about personal development, I didn't know that's what it was. Uh, It was my dad, and he had been listening to a podcast. Uh, No, it wouldn't have been a podcast. That wasn't a thing. It was an interview. Uh, with Matthew McConaughey, and this was—I mean, this was in two thousand four, two thousand three, maybe—and uh, Matthew McConaughey mentioned in that interview that his favorite book was oh, what was it? The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og Mandino. And my dad immediately went and uh, looked up the book. He—he he must have gone to a bookstore. I don't think now I'm trying to think like, where did my dad even get this book? And he mailed it to me at the time I was just getting started in my own career you know, finishing up graduate school. And he sent me this book with a note that said, Matthew McConaughey credits this book to his success. And now if you listen to podcast interviews with Matthew McConaughey, as he's talking about his most recent book, Green Lights, and I think it's even in the book, Green Lights, he talks about the scrolls and, and how he became a student of personal development. And, and the reason I bring this up is because, yes, I had the book on my shelf, but I never opened it. I didn't know what was available. But then if you look at any of the people who have really achieved these incredible levels of, as we see it from the outside, success... Every single one of them, as I've asked on these podcasts, as you will ask for the guests going forward, have made a commitment to their own personal development, and and not just a casual commitment, but that this is as important as getting enough sleep and exercise and eating the right foods and making, showing up for their meetings, whatever those those different keys are to success, and so. I think that if for anyone who's listening to this podcast and as you're thinking, even if maybe you're brand new, maybe this is the first time you've listened to it and you're wondering what do you have to look forward to with Madison as you're a host of this podcast is, is yes, the the true secret to success is right here in this personal development, which is what Madison does, which is what success is all about, and which is why I'm so excited to be handing this over to you. So, th- so let me ask that question, Madison, like, what are you, what do you see? What do, what do people have to look forward to as they are listening to success stories with Madison, Madison Piper, right? Yes. yes. Still, Ma- Madison recently just got married. So I'm still making the adjustment in my mind with the last name, but, but what do you see for this, for this podcast.
0: Okay, so Kendra, have you ever read the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle?
1: Oh, uh, you know what? I actually have. I read the first chapter, the first introduction, and she is such a great storyteller. She is an amazing storyteller, and that is probably my favorite book of all
0: time, right? And so this past year, especially working with you on this podcast and getting to know you so much better, um, I've learned more from your passion for storytelling and your ability to draw the success stories out of people within the Success Stories podcast with Kendra Hall. And I want to carry on that mission, and I want to take it in a direction of really focusing on women of impact and Mm -hmm. the, her book untamed really kind of released that idea in me because I, sometimes I think the stories of women go untold and Mm. I think it would be really amazing to draw in these women of impact and help share their stories to help motivate other women to really empower themselves to tell their own.
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think it's so important because, and it was the whole reason that, that you know we decided to take on this endeavor in the first place and and i love the idea of women of impact i think yeah we can't have we can't have enough uh, <laughs> we, can't have, we can't have too many stories of, of women being told but for every story it's always been my belief that for every story that we tell women men but especially for women as we're looking as we're looking for stories uh, as we're living our own every story that gets told becomes a piece can become a piece of somebody else's map uh the directions on you know that I think about the goonies and that map and and it's the little details that are on the on the side even even you at the beginning of this conversation madison sharing that day that you were just because how old were you when you were Google searching uh, jobs that you found? I think I was a ripe 24. And you had just maybe just finished college.
0: I'd been a few years out of college and really wanted to take my career um, in a transition from just being a job to being Mm -hmm. a career. I was Mm -hmm. at that weird, awkward puberty stage of college and life, right? Trying to find the intersection of how I can go about the rest of my life and do something that I really want to do to make an impact.
1: And and I think about, so even you sharing that right there, I think about all of the women, regardless of their age. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I'm even in a, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, but almost like a puberty stage (laughs) as I'm going from this, what I've been doing into the next iteration of, of what I do. And you're willingness to share that, just that little story about the Google search. I'm thinking about all the young women who are listening and, uh, you know, maybe weren't sure, maybe they felt in their heart that they wanted to go from a job to a career, but weren't even sure where to start and felt like a simple Google search wasn't good enough. But Hey, you know, if you're driving, don't, don't Google right now, but if you're (laughs) at home or you're somewhere where you can pull out your phone, um, maybe Madison's story will inspire you to just take whatever that next first step is. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: And then, you know, something that I want to like touch on after you said that is like with like the Google searching and everything, I think that some people have the idea of if they search something, it's not exactly what they want to do. It's not good enough, right? They have to go in a different direction, but there's always opportunity, if it checks off the right boxes and you jump in, you can advocate for yourself to take whatever role you're in in the direction that you think that you could best serve yourself and best serve the company and best serve others. So if you're defeated by, well, I'm not finding exactly what I want to find on Google, right? It's not good Mm enough. Ignore that because you can make anything what you want it to be, right?
1: Yeah, because it was, is the job you're doing now the same as the job that you saw on that poster? has it morphed and changed and grown into something bigger? I think I know the answer, but I'm going <laughs> to ask it anyway.
0: <laughs> it has morphed and changed and grown. And like we said earlier, gone through puberty, it's, it's been, uh, A work in progress. And it's changing every day. But that's what's so exciting about it. Because when you have opportunities that you want in your life and your career, and you're willing to fight for those and advocate for those, nothing stays stagnant forever.
1: Well, and I think about it from even in our time working together, Madison, you know, the job titles are always changing. But look at where you were, you know, a year and a half ago, or wherever it is to now you're going to be the host of a successful podcast that's listened to by thousands I don't even know how many people are listening <laughs> thousands of people are are listening to this what do you here's a question I have for you Madison as as a woman as a woman who clearly has a vision for herself and and a desire to use that vision to lift other women up you know, my next project, my next book—I I don't even know if it's next or just a continuation of uh, what I've been doing—is all about the power of the stories we tell ourselves, and and the belief that in any area of our life. What is often holding us back isn't some external obstacle. It's not something out there that's out of our control, but rather is something that is inside of us. And I'm sure people would agree that that's likely the case, but I'd like to take it one step further and say that it's the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves, about what we deserve or about what we're capable of or qualified for, uh, about what our past means for our future. Um, and those stories often go unattended and they can kind of, and they can often hold us back. They can be negative stories that tell us why we can't, why we shouldn't, and they're there for good reason. Our uh, you know, our ancient brains want to keep us safe. They don't want us to take a risk. They don't us in danger of being kicked out of the tribe or whatever that may be. But paying attention to those stories, identifying them, seeing them for what they are. And then if they don't serve you, to choose to tell a different story is, uh, I believe, is a very important formula for success. And so I wondered, Madison, do you, like, what are... What are some of the stories? And I'm putting you on the spot. We didn't, we didn't prep this at all. But are there some stories that maybe you tell yourself that have held you back? And, and how did you change that to, to tell yourself better stories to get you to where you want to be? Self-doubt, imposter syndrome to, to now what's ahead? Oh. A loaded question, Kendra. I know I'm full of them today. This is it. I mean, I'm almost I'm almost out of here. I get to ask whatever I want. I love it. Okay,
0: so let's see. I'm going to rewind the clock a little bit, and I'm going to go to a time in my life um, around early college where I was Mm -hmm. really defeated. Um, I was going through depression. Um, and and life wasn't looking the way that I thought it should look at that time. And I was letting a lot of external sources, um, play into that defeat. And those uh, feelings and stories that I was telling myself, right? I was believing the stories that other people were telling me and then switching that narrative to be, well, that's how
1: I feel about me, right? Even Mm. though it wasn't. And at the time... Madison, can I ask you, what were some of those? Like, what were some of the... What were some... What are some examples of that? In case somebody doesn't... The same thing's happening to them and they don't even realize it. Hmm... Bad boyfriends. Oh, gosh, don't even. It's okay. It's okay to say it. You know, we haven't talked a lot on this podcast about relationships, but I really do believe that, I mean, whether it is, whether it's bad boyfriends or just any sort of interpersonal relationship that really matters to you, Lady Gaga has a famous, there's a famous quote that she said about a boyfriend who said, you know, you're never going to amount to anything. And, and imagine, imagine if she had listened to him. And I think we do, we, we, we listen, maybe not all the way, maybe only with half a ear. Sometimes we listen with our, both our ears and our whole heart. So, okay. So now we got, we got a sense for this. (laughs) Many of us have been there before and some, somebody who's listening right now is they are nodding along. Maybe they're in that situation. They've been there. All right, keep going. Thank you for letting us, for sharing that. Of
0: course. And then I know the story that you're talking about with Lady Gaga, and I can resonate with that when she said that you're not going to be able to go into a supermarket or something along those lines without hearing my name, right? Yep, so she had yep. that power within her already to say, you're wrong. But at a really young age, I don't think I had that power yet. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to, to these stories of you're never going to be good enough, you know you're never going to amount to what you think you are, and um, those, those you're, dreaming yeah, right. you're dreaming too big. Yeah, you're dreaming too big. You who who do you think mm-hmm. you are? Why don't you just do this? That's mm. more in line of what you can achieve. You're not realistic. All of that. And then I remember um, I was really unhappy, and the best piece I ever got. I was sitting on an airplane. I was sitting on an airplane after a horrible trip um, to Chicago and it was for my brother's hockey tournament. And uh, one of the moms on his team called me over to her seat and told her son to switch with me. And I said, okay, so she's sitting there, she's talking to me, she's telling me all these stories about her life and when she was 17 and everything. And then she looks at me and she says, are you happy? And I said, I think so. And she goes, are you sure you're happy or are you convincing yourself that you're happy? And I just kind of sat there and stared at her. And she said, I'm going to give you a piece of advice somebody told me when I was about your age. And that's that you should never be anybody's option. You are so much more than being somebody's option. And that piece of advice is something i carried with me for the rest of my life and really put onto myself too. I'm never going to make myself anybody's option. I'm never going to allow myself to be somebody's option, but I can't allow myself to be my own option too, Mm -hmm. right? When there's opportunities out there that I want, if I make them an option instead of a goal, instead of something that I have to go out for like right now, then I'm always going to stay in the place. Like I'm never going to grow. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I honestly, Kendra, I forget where we were even going with that question, but I think it's the stories you tell yourself and everything. So that's what I remind myself of when I get trapped in a mindset of telling myself stories that might hold me back.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that, gosh, that's so, I just love it here. It's so fun to hear these things to know you in this way to get to know you a little bit better. But I think that, um, and even what you did right there, if I can just for a second, uh, you know, sharing the story of being on the airplane. And my guess is that in those moments where you're selling yourself short to where those old stories are coming back and, and they don't even, they, they aren't even after a while, if they've been on repeat long enough, they don't even sound like stories. They're just statements about whatever it is. Um, but I would imagine you go back and sit on that airplane next to that woman. Like, I'm sure you can see exactly where you were sitting and exactly what you were, you know, how how she was looking at you. Do you revisit that story? Do you use that story now anytime you feel yourself starting to... Sell yourself short or see yourself as an option? Absolutely.
0: I, I 100% do. And you're right. I remember where I was sitting. I remember um, the way she was looking at me and the tone of the conversation. And anytime that I can see myself holding myself back, um, anytime that I can, you know, if somebody is making me feel a certain way, about anything, I revisit that time and remind myself that I'm so much more than being anyone or anything's option.
1: How did you feel getting off? Did you know in that moment, uh in that conversation on the plane? Did you know that something big had happened? Do you remember? If you got off the plane and were like, my life is changing in this moment. I'm never going to be. I've, I've sometimes had that happen where someone says something and I'm like, my life has just changed. And sometimes someone says something and you don't realize that your life has changed until weeks or years later. Do you remember how you felt getting off that flight? So I think that like, I knew it was profound advice, but at the time, I don't know if
0: I knew the impact of it until, I mean, years later when I realized I'd been telling myself this for a decade. Right. And then I've been telling other people that advice. And I had reached mm-hmm. out to this woman multiple times. I've told her, I don't know if you know, if you remember that conversation and she's always like, yes, Madison, I remember that conversation, um, <laughs> but I, I've, you know, made a point to tell her you changed my life that, yeah. that time on the airplane, when you just called me over and, and took a chance on talking to a 17 year old and, you know, a lot of teenagers are pretty arrogant, you know, but you, you, you took the chance in talking to me and, Instilling that in me, and it it totally changed the trajectory and where I was taking myself.
1: Which, actually, just a side note to bring up to anyone who is listening here, who's afraid to. I mean, we all get so busy. I mean, let's not even. I don't. I feel like that's the four letter word of the of the <laughs> day these days. Is so busy, um, and it's also a story that we tell ourselves that we can't really have a big impact on somebody's life. Uh, You know, especially with Instagram and social media and what an influencer is, it's kind of of skewed our perception of what true influence is. Now, I would imagine when you were 17, this, you know, the idea of influence was still just, you know, kind of coming onto the scene. And if that woman had told herself, well, what good am I to give this advice? Think about what you would have been missing out on. So for anyone listening here, whoever sees an opportunity, don't underestimate the impact you can have on somebody else's life like that woman did by calling you over, uh, by simply taking a moment and sharing a thought or a story with them. Influence isn't about how many followers or how many people know you. It's about the people whose lives you touch on very in those micro moments, the people right there around you. So in Madison, I'm so glad you went back and you've told the woman how much she meant to you. Like that's a really, that's a really important, I'm glad you went back and you've told her that.
0: Well, I mean, thank you. I'm 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 glad I did too because I wanted to know how she changed my life and I think that plays into my passion of, you know, women of impact and the reason that I want to talk to all of these women here and so many different facets of life because i think success is such a broad spectrum right it's not just 100% entrepreneurship 100% influence or philanthropy like there's there's such a broad spectrum of success and i am so excited to talk to women who have impacted the lives of so many people in all of those different facets
1: yeah, so tell me, what are some of the different let's since since you're there, what are some of the different facets that you want to be sure are shared in the stories that are told from these women going forward on the podcast.
0: So the first one that comes to mind of course is great breaking glass ceilings. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're Mm -hmm. success magazine. We're a uh, magazine of personal development and business and entrepreneurship is a really huge um, factor in everything that we talk about. And so uh, women who have really pushed through and broken the ceilings, even when other people told them that they couldn't, is one that I really want to touch on. But also, you know, success and motherhood. I think that's something we really need to talk about, you know, being a mom and being a success and how you can do both. Um, and then just, you know, all of the different ways that women make impact in a variety of different fields.
1: I love that. I love that. Madison, speaking of women of impact, who are some people that have made an impact on you? We already know Glennon Doyle through her book, Untamed. We know the woman uh, who is sitting next to you on the airplane, but who are a few other women that have made an impact on your life?
0: There are a lot of women that have made big impacts on my life. Um, I could give the obvious answers of women in my family. Um, And then there are women, like you said, Glennon Doyle and the woman on the plane. And there is a professor that I went to school with that had a huge, huge impact in my life that I can tell that story later. But another one, Kendra, and i want to flip the script here is you, because I wouldn't be sitting here on this podcast doing this if it weren't for you. So if it's okay with you, I'd love to flip the script a little bit and talk to you for a bit.
1: Oh, now I'm the one that gets the loaded question. I guess I should have played a little bit easier on you now that I know that you're flipping it. Yes, of course, Madison, I would love it. I'm going to, I'm going to hand it back over to you. (laughs) Awesome. Well, so the first thing I want
0: to touch on is this really exciting new book, a new project that you were mentioning earlier and, and really what that is about and, you know, what drove you to wrote it when it's released. Just give me all the details.
1: Yeah, I would, I would love to. I'm, Well, as you know, Madison, my entire life has been um, storytelling. It's it found me when I was very young, and it's followed me all through my life, even through the phases like you were talking about. When I think about my youth, and I was actually just telling a story, telling some friends over the weekend about um, a a guy I knew in high school and, oh, he was just, just this wonderful. So it was kind of the opposite of what you were dealing with, <laughs> but just this wonderful friend. We went to prom together. So maybe there was like a romantic interest there, but as I was like reliving some of those funny stories, I remembered that one of the things that was the most important at the time about our relationship was his belief in me in that storytelling was something very special. Now at the time I was just storytelling for like entertainment. It was on the speech team. I would tell stories at talent shows or birthday. It was like more like a party trick than anything. And, um, and he really believed that he saw something in me that I think I kind of pushed away because what, like who wants to talk about storytelling for the rest of their lives? But as I said, it's this thing that's kind of been following me my entire life. I wrote my first book and have done a lot of keynote speaking, a lot of training, a lot of work in the power of stories in business. Um, how when it comes to sales or marketing or, or leadership, that we are we are we are our most effective uh, when we are communicating through stories, because stories are the thing that we remember. Like, even when you were telling the story about the, the airplane, I was sitting in The airplane seat that I always sit in, and thinking about all the different people that I've sat next to on airplanes and had these really impactful conversations. And so, stories truly in business are the great connector and often underestimated. People will say the storytelling is important, but they don't really know what that means. Um, The reason I share that is because after I wrote Stories That Stick, which was my first book, Wall Street Journal bestseller people, I still love seeing, you know, it's translated in all these languages. I love seeing people are reading it uh, and posting about it. But my first thought was my next story would be um, kind of a continuation of that, maybe more specific, maybe stories in sales or stories in more specific into leadership. But what I realized, Madison, As I was going about my day or going about my work, keynote speaking, this is back when there was still a lot of travel. And of course now it's all virtual, but what audience members would come up to me afterwards and say, or what they would write on Instagram or via email, uh, was how important, not only the stories, the outward stories they tell, but I would always touch on this aspect, as I mentioned earlier in our conversation, the inward stories, and the stories we tell ourselves. And and I, I mean, I've known for a long time. I can hear the stories. Some, I mean, I feel like I can hear them pretty well. Uh, then you know, more so than the average person because this is what I do. But even so, I get caught in holding myself back. Or moving myself forward based on the stories I tell myself. And so though I was planning to write a book that would have been strictly business, uh, I really had this strong, and especially after everything we've been through, um, this strong calling or urge to write about storytelling, yes— but not outward stories, the stories we tell inside. So the book is called Choose Your Story, Change Your Life, Silence Your Inner Critic, and Rewrite Your Life from the Outside, inside out. And essentially that, you know, in these moments where there, there's this fraction of a second, and it's it's almost imperceptible uh, between where we are and the action we need to take. And Those fractions of seconds are when the story happens. And what I want to implore people, teach people to do is when that, know that that fraction of a second is there, you get to choose what story you tell yourself. You get to choose the story that, you get to tell yourself about what you eat for that meal, whether it'll move you towards your goal or away from it. And it could be a story of, of, well, I'll never be able to reach my goal weight, so I'm just going to order a pizza. Or it could be, you know, that one time where I didn't order pizza for three weeks in a row and I felt so good, and so you don't. Um, So yeah, the book is Choose Your Story, Change Your Life. It comes out in January available for pre order. Now we can talk about all the bonuses and everything, but that was a long answer to a simple question, Madison.
0: But it was a great answer. And I love that you gave all of those details because I'm really excited to read it. I mean, your first book was incredible. I can only imagine that this second book is going to be even better. And one thing that I want to ask you about the book and about yourself is what is a story that you've had to rewrite or, you know, retell Mm. yourself in your life?
1: Yeah, I uh, there's been there are a few areas that I mean all in all areas of life. There have been moments where I've had to choose different stories to tell myself. There are a few that continue to come up. Um one and and in the book I talk about like five key areas of life. So business, career, health and well-being, finances and money, uh romance, relationships and then family and parenting. Um and Oftentimes it's the collision of those, like one or two, like two or three of those coming together. And so one of the stories that I am constantly, I am definitely a work in progress, which is why I'm I'm so excited that one of the things that you want to talk about, the women of impact, um, is motherhood and um, prof- uh, professional success. And it's so easy for me to get down on myself. Like for, for example, um, now we'll be airing this episode after this has happened, but the first day of school is coming up. And, um, so the first day of school is coming up and of course it's a really big day and I don't want to miss the first day of school for anything. And, and I haven't, I've never missed the first day of school. And afterwards we go out for ice cream. That's kind of our first day of school thing. We go get ice cream. And this year, Everything was fine, you know, everything was fine first day of school, but then they, the first day of school was a lot later this year than it's ever been before. Kids don't go back to school until September 13th. And I had an event schedule that was supposed to be in 2020 and now has finally carried over to an official date, which is um, September 14th, which means that I have to fly there on September 13th, which means. I have to leave on the first day of school. And that is a self storytelling opportunity all the way, because I could choose to tell myself that here I go again, I am a failure. My, you know, my work is always getting in the way of my family. I'm not going to be there for them. How dare I? Right. You can hear that spiral. I'm sure anyone listening is like, and go all the way down. Uh, and, and, And that in the long run can be extremely detrimental, right? It can influence the decisions I make. It can, but even in the short run, it just makes me feel like garbage. Like why? Like I feel terrible. Now there is another side of that story that I can choose to tell myself, which is, you know, Our kids are going back to school. This is huge. This is monumental. This is something that they've been looking forward to for years, to have a normal first day of school when a first day of school is supposed to happen. I too have been looking forward to for years now, the opportunity to go to an event and be there with the people and look into their eyes and, and hug them afterwards. Now, who knows with shifting protocols, if I'll actually be able to hug them, whatever. But we are actually, my children and I are both pursuing the same thing if you think about it, on the same day, and like, what a cool thing for us to reconnect at the end of that day about what that experience was for both of us—them for school, me for work—and even as I share that story with you here, I'm like getting goosebumps. I'm like excited about it. Um, but that's a—that's what I'm talking. That's a choice. I get to choose now. Know that our we are inclined to tell ourselves the negative stories like we just prefer negative i mean think about the news that's why it's in business right cuz we we love the negative our brain loves the negative story we love that so I have to actively tell myself, even when I find myself falling into this. Oh my gosh, you're not going to be there for ice. The kids don't even remember that we go for ice cream. I remember it, right? Like we can get ice cream the next day if that's if that's what it takes. Uh, so I hope that serves as just one of the examples on a very on a very specific, concrete level of a story that I have to tell myself, and especially now as you're going forward. And you're interviewing these women uh, to be, I would, you know, I'm excited for you to hear the stories they have chosen to tell themselves because that's the only path forward.
0: I love that you brought that up, Kendra, because I'm sure that there are people listening to this that can really li- relate to everything that you're talking about. I mean, like like you said, it's your kid's first day of school. They've been waiting on this for how long now? And mm-hmm. But you've also been out of... The speaking game in person for how long now? And so it's really beautiful that you've been able to shift your mindset to be, Mm -hmm. this is exciting. Even though I can't Mm -hmm. be there, this is exciting for everyone, you know, and it it shows that you're right, that we have a lot of power in the way that we tell ourselves the stories about our life. Mm -hmm. Um, But Going off of that, I want to ask you, what's next for you, Kendra? You're speaking again. What does yeah. life look like from for you from here on out?
1: Well, if I've learned anything, it's that we just really don't know what life looks like from here on out. It used to be so um, rote, right? Like it used to be, uh, you, have, you will be speaking at these events on these days, and there will be this many people there, and you will sell these books. And now, you know, I say that I'm traveling in September. And quite frankly, I just don't quite know. So that's um still, you know, we're, we're still just going to ride it out and, and see what happens. But as far as what's next, I, right now, the thing I need to do, which is the reason that I'm it's hard to say goodbye to a podcast that you started to all the guests that I've had the honor and privilege of talking to. I think about the guests that I won't get to meet. Um, and the stories that, you know, I will hear as I, as I listen to you, but won't hear for myself. Um, it's hard. However, I feel very strongly that what I need to do with my time is, everything I can to get this message out. Um, I feel that it is on my heart, especially now, but for always, how important it is to choose the stories you tell yourself. And so, uh, in the days and weeks leading up to the book launch and the release of the book, I will be doing, well, I'll be doing a lot of speaking, um, whether it's in person or virtual, I will be joining other people's podcasts to spread this message. And of course I'll share that on my social media. So if you don't already come follow me on social media so you can see what's happening there. Um, I am going to be launching in mid October as a as a free bonus for pre-ordering the book because pre-orders are so important. I love when I'm able to have authors on this podcast in advance of the sale of their book. Cause if you do pre-order, then all of the book powers that be are like, Oh, people are interested in this book. And then the bookstores order more copies of it. So it's so important. So we like to incentivize pre-order. So we'll be doing a 12 week live training, live virtual training, uh, about the concepts in the book, but since you won't have the book yet, it's, you know, like we're, but all about the the different facets of the stories that you tell yourself, the method for changing them. Um, it, so 12 weeks live trainings, we'll have a Facebook group that I'll be popping into. You can, um, I mean, I'll be answering questions, comments, a whole community there. And then, yeah, once the book is out, we're, we're, We're just going to make sure that I'll be making sure personally that as many people as possible read it. Well, that's so exciting, Kendra. I should give you the website for those, for the um, bonuses, shouldn't I? Yes.
0: Yes. Please do. I'm oh, like, sure everybody would
1: like, love to hear them. <laughs> if I haven't told you already. So the website is ChooseYourStoryChangeYourLife.com. Um, so if you pre-order, just fill out your information there. We're also going to have an assessment going out. But that's the place that you can go once you listen to this to make sure that you are on the list and you get all of the updates and all of the bonuses once you pre-order the book.
0: Thank you, Kendra. I'm so excited for everything that you have coming up. I know that you've missed being on stage. um, And so (laughs) I'm so excited that you get to do all of this again. And I remember when we launched the podcast here with Success last August surrounding the women of influence, and you had your Mm -hmm. first episode go live with Misty Copeland. I remember sitting on the backside of it, recording it, only dreaming that I could have a podcast one day. And I really hope that I can fill your shoes well because you have left some big shoes to fill. All of our listeners love you, and I know that I can speak for all of us when I say you are welcome back on this podcast anytime. Please come in as a guest, as a co-host, whatever it is, and we can't wait to see all of the exciting things that you have going on in the future.
1: Well, Madison, I will be cheering for you. And I know that all of the listeners are going to adore you as much as I do. And I just can't wait to hear what stories you tell. Thanks, Kendra. We'll see you soon. See you soon.
0: This has been Success Stories with Kendra Hall. If you like what you're hearing, hit subscribe, drop us a review, and tell your friends. If you'd like to hear more shows like this one, go to success.com slash podcasts.